0: Hey guys, and welcome to this episode of Keep It Positive Sweetie. I'm Krista Renee Hazlet and today I have with
1: me my
0: cousin. <laughs> oh my gosh, Will Packer. What's guys, I'm good. Like we you?
1: actually got like real cousin, you know, black people, just everybody. Is everybody, cousin, has. but no, we actually, my wife yes. is her maiden name is Heather Hazlet. Yes. So they actually are cousins. It's real family here. Real family, that's right. Uh, Not like all the rest of y'all. You know, because y'all be calling
0: anybody cousins.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Inviting everybody to the cookout, everybody y'all cousins. (laughs) This fam, for real, right here. How you doing?
0: I'm amazing. How are you? I'm really, really good. Good. Thank Good. you for stopping Bless. by. Come
1: on. Absolutely. You yeah. was down the street. I was like, What you doing? Right. We ain't playing none of this. Pull I was just driving by. I was like, What you doing? She's like, pull up. Pull up. They put a mic on me and it's light. So I was like, you know what? Let's do it. See what happens. I love it.
0: Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate course. that. I Thanks appreciate that. Me. Absolutely. No. I had I called you when we were deciding to do season two and I was like, Well, I really want to have you on. You were like, I'm there. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Absolutely. Um, this the whole series came about because my manager's like, we want I think it's time for you to do a podcast. And I was like, Is my voice I don't really feel like I have that much to say because I don't really talk that much. Mm. I talk, you know what I'm saying, to people I'm comfortable with, but yeah. like just talking to cameras, unless it's scripted, I really don't didn't feel like I have much to say. And mm-hmm. it has been this amazing journey. So many people healing and laughing and all the things every single week. Um so I'm super excited about how it's come along and I was like and can I ask yeah.
1: you, mm-hmm. keep it positive. Yes like what is that about okay
0: so um backstory a little story time some of you guys may know this okay. but um when i first moved into this house i had a young lady who helped me organize she organized my closet and i posted it because i like to support people in their businesses and this girl was like instead of showing off all your bags and purses and all this stuff you need to go buy some land and some other things and i was like who says i don't have that so i had time and normally i, <laughs> had, she had, I had time to that day <laughs> i did okay <laughs> and my little fingers got to, to texting and um, at the end of it I said, hashtag keep it positive, sweetie. Mm. And it just ran, like mm. all my fans were like, keep it positive, sweetie, keep it positive. So we were gonna do just a segment of the show because we were gonna call it Abundant Living with Crystal Renee. And um, I was like, we should do like a segment like keep it positive just to, pr- to spread positivity. And they were like, no, that's the name of the show. I like it. So keep it up. That's yeah. And I also
1: love how you took something that was negative, mm-hmm. could have been negative. Yeah, that somebody was trying to be negative, right? So, Somebody's trying to clap a little bit. Mm-hmm. And now. <laughs> Look at this platform.
0: Look, and to so that, we want to say thank, thank you. to thank you, little
1: negative sister, wherever <laughs> you at, or brother, whatever. <laughs> right. You know, we appreciate you. We sure do. Helping to give birth to this, uh, to a great idea for a platform. You yes. already had the platform.
0: Yeah. I love you. the fact
1: you are using your voice, though. Thank you. And in the name of positivity. We need more of that. We do. Yeah. We live
0: in such a negative world. And you get on Instagram or Twitter, turn on the news, everything is so
1: negative. Yeah. For you real. know, so just that and light. especially in the position you're in, right? And, well, you know, me a little bit too, but you being, yeah. you know, like out in front, mm-hmm. consumer facing, mm-hmm. in front of the cameras, you know, me being behind. What I respect about you and your peers, you guys are constantly putting yourselves out there for judgment. Woo, talk about it. Not just your characters, mm-hmm. not just the roles, yes. not just your shows and projects and movies. But also yourself personally, because mm. these days, you know, yeah. our amazing consumers and fans don't often know the difference. Don't care to know the difference. Mm-mm. Try to combine it all one. You're they just do. a persona, right? That's it, yeah. And as you know, you and I know that that's such a complete separation. The roles you may play, the characters you play, what you even may have to do to even like, you know, promote a project. Mm-hmm. Yep. It may be very different than who you are personally. Yes. But um, a lot of times, you know, folks don't give uh, people like you grace for that. Mm, they don't. They want don't. It all to be one thing. They want it to be perfect. Mm-hmm. When they see you, yes. they want to see you exactly the way that they see you mm-hmm. after you've gone through hair makeup and wardrobe yes. and reading scripted lines. That oh is exactly gosh. what they want in their minds.
0: That is it. And yeah. it gets so heavy, Will. Yeah. It gets so heavy. Um, August was a really heavy month for me. And I just had to delete my Instagram. Did you really? Yes. I had to just completely detach myself from the world because all these like, everybody needs something. Everybody's like, can you do this? Can you do do that? Or it's all these opinions and we need more of this. We need more of that. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm just one person. Yeah. And it's almost like, they feel like they own you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about the time we first met. Okay. I don't know if you remember this. Stomp the Yard 2. Oh,
1: wow. Yeah. Really?
0: (laughs) I was an extra.
1: You were an extra in Yard, too?
0: What? I was an extra in Stomp Yard, too. Um, I feel like it was like November, December. It was cold. Or it was early. Pro- Whenever it was, it was cold outside. Okay. And um, I was sitting under a tent. It was raining that day. All the extras were sitting outside under a tent. Just We are just all sitting. I remember exactly what I had on that day. Really? I had on a burnt orange suede BB jacket.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs>
0: Dating myself. But um, I had a BB jacket on, and this production assistant came outside and said, Orange jacket, come here. And I was like, me? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, okay. So I walk inside. We're in um, Pooch's, Pooch Hall's um, house. Yeah. Like, I guess the frat house. And you were, you and Rob Hardy were there. Yeah. And you were like, all right, we're going to use you as Pooch Hall's um, girlfriend. He's a senior in college. He doesn't have a girl. So everywhere we see Pooch from this point on in the film, you'll be there. You. And I was like, okay, cool. And um, that was the first time, because I had been just trying to get my foot in the door, just... Doing background work everywhere I could in the city, and um, this is when it, 2000. and What year was that? Was that 2012, 10, or 12? When did Stomp the Yard? Ooh,
1: 2000. You know what's crazy is that I had not too long started dating Heather. Exactly. We're gonna get to that. Yeah. So (laughs) that had to be 10, right? Okay. Yeah. 2010. Yeah. And
0: I was. I was. This. The industry was really just getting popping here in Atlanta. The film industry. Yes. So I was, trying, I was doing background work, just trying to get in. Okay. That was the first time I actually felt seen in the industry. Really? Yeah, I was like, okay. And it was that orange you, BB jacket. It was the or- Listen, I need to go find that jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I should have saved that jacket. Um, but it was that moment where I was like, okay, I, there's something here. I can, If I'm getting asked to do this, I know I can do more. Yes. And then fast forward to... Um, Think Like a Man One. Okay. It was a small role in the beginning. Tika Sumter ended up doing it. But I had flew out to L.A. Me and Shayla had gotten cool. Okay. And I flew out to L.A. to um, audition with Harden. Is it Kim Harden? Kim Harden. Kim Harden. Yes,
1: she was the casting director. I was uh, director. horrible. <laughs> it was so bad. Were you really horrible? I was so we nervous. See, now you, you know you're at the level you at now. So you can look back and be honest. It'd be
0: like I it was mad. <laughs> it was so mad. What bad. was it? I'm trying to remember... I think it was when um, Michael Ely was like trying to date girls, or he kept interviewing. Like it, the girls kept changing at the table.
1: Okay, and, and it was one of them was Tika uh, something. Uh, That's <laughs> so interesting because that was obviously that was before Ride Along, mm-hmm. and Tika was in Ride Along. Yes. And I'm trying, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, it that was so short scene, in the very beginning. But it makes it made the movie. It's in mm-hmm. the cut. It made the, movie, the movie. Yeah.
0: Okay. All mm-hmm. right. All right. It made the movie. So and...
1: after Stomp the Yard 2, <laughs> and shout out to Stomp Yard too and that crew ride yes. party and, um, and yeah. RIP to Twitch. You yeah. Know, oh, yes. um, yeah. amazing actor and choreographer who some of you, you know, mm-hmm. may be aware passed away. Um yeah. but after that, then you when you flew to LA to audition, mm-hmm. was it like did Kim request you to come? Did was it open and you knew about it you were like I'm like how did you end up? I think that was Shayla. Shout out oh, to Shayla Kim. Shayla yeah, Shayla mm-hmm. set Yeah,
0: cuz I was doing music. And um, me and Shayla had gotten really cool. I feel like this is. Now, were you doing makeup then? No, I was doing just doing music. Got it. Mm-hmm. Music and trying to act. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Okay. And Shayla's like, we have this small role. You should come. So out acting tail. came before makeup. Um. Yeah. Makeup is just what I like to do. Gotcha. Yeah. I Got just you. do that for fun. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Styling. I should styling, say. Styling. I'm yes. sorry. I
1: apologize. That's okay. Yeah. Makeup came before you were mm-hmm. styled.
0: Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got yeah. You. yeah. Yeah. Got you. Um. And I I actually started st- styling because I was trying to be around what I wanted to do smart yeah
1: very smart Mm -hmm. by the way listen to that right because it's not always that you can just jump in at the position that you you know want to you can't but Um. you put yourself in the proximity in the orbit yes you were excellent you showed your greatness which Mm -hmm. is a thing of mine I always say show your greatness Mm -hmm. and so you showed your greatness and you know look at you now but you put yourself some people would have said I don't want to do anything but this one singular vision that I had. Mm-hmm. And you didn't do that. And no. it sounds like that benefited you. So it did,
0: good. it really did. And um, working behind the scenes, doing costuming, costume designing really helped me understand the entire production. Yes. So, I have a different Smart. perspective as an actor. Smart. I understand the lighting guy, I understand the camera guy, I understand set deck. Yes. I understand the grips and everything that's going on. Yeah. I understand what time they got that morning to make it happen for us. Gotcha. You know, absolutely. Because um, so that was you. You had to yes. be there
1: before everybody else yeah. in the morning. Yeah. 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 So no, I, you're, the, you're the best type of actor mm-hmm. and actress because you. Um, not just have empathy but have a full understanding Mm -hmm. of what everybody else does yeah i feel that same way like i have literally done Mm -hmm. every job on a film set i have held the lights i have done craft service i have boom whatever it was in my early productions i had to
0: yes but Mm
1: -hmm. it gives me a different level of number one it makes me smart in my job and what i do Mm -hmm. right like you know yeah you can't like get over me and tell me you know that these you know, lights cost something that I know they don't cost because mm-hmm. I was the one that actually rented the lights when I first started.
2: Exactly. But then also,
1: it also gives me a better um, connection with the crew. Mm-hmm. And a film, you know, set is a crew, it's a family. It Everybody's working together. It's a team. And it's like any team sport. You need everybody working together if you're going to win. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I just, you having that, um, that perspective, absolutely helps you helps you as a performer Mm -hmm. but also i'm sure your crews love you yeah
0: yeah because i get it i totally get it it. yeah i get it yeah yo that's
1: so crazy all right so stomp the yard which (laughs) i did not know yes and then audition for thing like a man which i did not know yes today i learned Mm -hmm. okay all right and you don't think you did very well on that
0: i was so nervous yeah i mean i'm in los angeles on the lot yeah like, going to this office, I'm like, what? How yeah. did I even get here? And my heart was literally pounding.
1: I, I feel you. Oh. Look, and can now I tell you something? It was, we did a, for think Like a Man, because now you're making me think about that mm-hmm. process. And remember, Lala yes. is in Think Like a Man. Mm-hmm. I also think like a man, too. But she comes in, and she is, um, she's Megan Good's friend. Yeah. Right? She auditioned for that role. And I knew La, mm-hmm. and um, not sure if she knew the director Tim's story, but she and I were cool. Mm-hmm. We're much closer even now. But she was so nervous. I, and I actually haven't even told her story. <laughs> she was so nervous that she's auditioning and she's standing up in an audition that we're doing, and the producer directors are in it. Oh, so wow. maybe she'd already done a round with the casting director, mm-hmm. and now it was the round with me and with Tim. And she's so nervous that her leg was shaking the whole time so she's trying to read the lines mm-hmm. and like it like because she's saying her voice is like <laughs> because her saying. leg is going so and I just kept saying baby calm down right that just, was I said relax you got this all good. so my point is that it gets everybody yeah because it's hard you know y'all mm-hmm. see the end result yeah but it's tough you got to go in a room mm-hmm. in front of these people that are in effect judging you yes and just like that, turn it on. Let's yeah, go. Let's and go. if you haven't done it a million times, you know, if mm-hmm. you're new in it, it's okay to be nervous. It hits everybody. Mm-hmm. So anybody watching this that's going through a moment, whether you're trying to be an actress, actor, or audition or, or uh, interview for a new job. Yeah. It's okay. The nerves will be there. You just do the best you can to fight through it. Like, how did you What did you, how did you? you How get over that whole nervous? Oh,
0: you know what? Um, honestly, it was acting classes, and it was just... Learning to how to break down a character and taking Crystal out of it, okay. Because I think um, what I was trying to do was bring Crystal to every character, okay. And I had to remove myself from it and really just figure out who this character was. And when I did that, it was like, okay, this is way easier than I thought. Yes, you know. Yes. But it took really just learning how to break down a character and really turn into that person versus trying to be Crystal.
1: Got
0: you. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. And Good now it's you. easier. It's uh, like I don't get nervous anymore. Like right. the first, you know, what I'm saying when I go to set, it's. Now it's fun, you yeah. know. Um, yeah. even like working on, we I worked on. Pre- oh, <laughs> this is how God work
1: y'all. Come on, tell it, <laughs> tell it, tell it.
0: So, um, last summer yeah. I get a call and they're like, We got this role, thank you, be great for it. It's a Will Packer movie. I'm like, You had me a Will Packer, what's <laughs> <With> it? <laughs> and they're like, It's a um, first lady playing um, opposite of Mac Wilds." I was like, Okay, that's my dog, perfect. And um, so they was like, she sings too. And I was like, okay, let's do it. So this is how God works. I started off as an extra. And then, years later, many years later, after I did the work, then I got my own role Facts. in a movie with Will Packard. Yes. Amazing. That you
1: earned yes. it. Yes. And had it, and they yeah. had to audition or nothing. And Look. people just called you and said, do you want to do it? Period. But you earned that.
0: Listen. Years later. That's amazing. Like, yeah, that is amazing. When I no, say God full circle, great. he is. Yeah. That was a full circle moment. And working on set with you and your team. Sh- shout out Shayla. Yes. Um. Shout out Tina Gordon. Yes, yes. The cast of Praises. Everybody. It was just so much fun.
1: Yeah, it was. That was a fun moment. It was. Yeah. A lot of fun. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. Um, that's how we. That's how our first. That's how I remember us meeting. I'm so glad you said that because yeah. I didn't remember,
1: and I thought you were gonna ask me where we met. I was about to make <laughs> up something. I was definitely gonna be like, it was probably Club 112 in the VIP. Where the place doing? Well. We doing shots and no. Uh, yeah, I did not know it was Stumped Yard, too. That's mm-hmm. great. That's, yeah. that's 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 taking me back. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then Shayla called me one night Halloween.
1: And that was Shayla's first time working for me what on stomp the yard too so shayla wow. i'm sorry yeah stomp the yard two. shayla was the extra she worked in the extras department like she was mm-hmm. the pa that was saying hey orange jacket come on on stomp was, the yard one
0: wow on the
1: first stomp the yard that is where i met shayla but didn't really meet shayla because mm-hmm. she was a part of the crew yeah but she worked in the extras department mm. and so after that between then and Stomp the yard 2 she was working for somebody else and like i would just see her around atlanta then she was available and got hired so that movie wow. was also the first time that she was working for me as my assistant wow and now she's off, you know co-producing the oscars and baby stuff, so.
0: shayla is popping yes i'm no so proud question. of her no question oh my girl is doing her thing yeah she is, yes. she, is, she, is she is her yeah, yeah that's amazing she um called me one one weekend one night um it was halloween and she's like hey what are you doing i was like nothing she told well, me and my boss are, and his girlfriend are going out if you want to like come out with us i was like okay so i dressed up as a boxer that night I was, um, I rem- yeah, I, you're like, you know. We all hung out on Halloween one night. This is when I found out Heather was my cousin. Where was this? We, were, uh, what was we got one? all this
2: history. Yes. Spider out on film.
0: <laughs> so tell me about where we go. In, in Atlanta. In Atlanta, um, I feel like it was a club in Midtown. We were in a section. I cannot remember the name I of the club. I remember this Yeah. Now. I came in and uh, I was a, I feel like, yeah, I was a boxer or a bunny. One of the, one of those.
1: Okay. Those are two very different approaches. Yeah, to I think it was a boxer. Okay.
0: And um we met I met up with Shayla and we went and Heather and I were talking and yeah. she was like, Yeah, my name is Heather Hazlitt and I was like, Wait, what? Yeah. And she was like, Hazel, and I was like, That's my last name. And she was like and that's when we found out we yeah. were related. I yeah. was like, oh my goodness. And then you married her. <laughs> and sure the rest did. has been history. The
1: rest is history. Changed <laughs> um, my life. She, listen. Best thing ever happened to me. I love Night it. Y'all close. are so. Y'all Don't just tell celebrate. I said that, though. Because she's. from she Memphis, And so, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot. But she is the best thing that ever happened. I love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Changed my life. That's I awesome. Love it, yeah. But you knew us when. You knew us back yeah. when we were dating.
0: That, yes, back when. Yeah. yeah. Y'all just um, celebrated eight years. Yes. Anniversary. Yes. You How did. do you manage? Cause I know, like in this industry, it's hard to manage relationships. Mm. Um, you you guys travel together, yeah. always have fun, dancing, laughing. Yeah. What is the key that you could tell? Because right now, like every time I turn on my phone, I feel like somebody's getting divorced. Mm. Like, yeah. what is the key that you can tell people to like help keep your marriage together and sacred? Yeah,
1: that's you. You know. Um, you are so on point when you talk about the feeling of uh, marriage is not lasting, mm-hmm. and a lot of my friends, like a lot of your friends, who are folks in the industry, mm-hmm. uh, haven't made it.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and this industry can be very tough, mm-hmm. and part of the reasons what you and I were talking about before, which is that um, the public gaze, mm-hmm. right? It's one thing if you're in a relationship with somebody, you having your issues and it stays in these four walls. Yes these days unfortunately just like you have fans that feel like oh like I I have a right to Crystal Renee and I want her to be the way that I want her to be all mm-hmm. the time people also feel that way about relationships mm-hmm. well when you have people who have built public personas largely based on interaction with fans it's difficult to then say all right I'm gonna take this part of my life and be private mm-hmm. and not tell people that I'm dating right you know and you know because a lot of times people in the industry try to keep relationships private at first mm-hmm. but once you see them out at dinner and the, you know is cameras it, are flashing and you don't address it then it's yeah. like oh they got to be something's happening mm-hmm. it's very difficult to build a healthy relationship with that kind of a foundation so mm-hmm. for me for sure um it, it definitely helped not being in front of camera because everybody wasn't you know clocking my every move
2: mm-hmm.
1: but what I will say is that then going forward we have like, our relationship, you know, I say all the time, how you see us on Instagram is how we are in real life. Literally. And Instagram is just literally 10%. Like, my yeah. social media manager is like, give me more you and Heather content. People really <laughs> like it. That's exactly how she talks about. <laughs> People really like it. That's her name, is Decca. Decca Ahmed. People really like you and Heather together. Give me more of that. And so I'm like, okay, I'll try. Give us an idea for something to do. Yeah. But for the most part, You have to catch it organically because if we're doing it for the gram, then it feels like you're doing (laughs) it for the gram. So, number one, we don't live our relationship on social media.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, Number two, you said that we go everywhere together. Mm -hmm. That's so true. Mm -hmm. And I will say this, and I definitely will say this to to the guys that are watching this, is that the best thing that happens for me, number one, she literally is my best friend. So I like to be with her and be around Mm -hmm. her. But also... Heather, even when I'm like, okay, you know, I got to go somewhere and I'm going to be gone for two weeks, you know, uh, or or a week. I'm going to be gone for a week. I'm like, baby, you don't have to go if you don't want to. She always is like, nah, I'm going to go ahead and go. I'm going to go. And it lets me give her a hard time. Like, you always want to go everywhere I go. (laughs) But secretly, I'm like, I love her being there. And it just strengthens our relationship. Because if you really like the person that you're with, then what, like of course I want to be around her because she actually... Strengthens me makes me feel better now. She's not draining. There's some people in relationships that are draining and you like I really need a break Mm -hmm. not just that we've been together forever break But I need just a break from that person's energy. Well, that's a red flag, Mm -hmm. right? You want somebody who is actually um, Filling you up and not draining you. Mm -hmm. So we are together a lot Mm -hmm. And now that our kids are out of the house because our kids our youngest is in college So now they're out of the house. We really are loving this phase (laughs) because you know i love my kids i couldn't wait for them to get out the house i'm you tell them i said that they know it whatever ain't a shame uh but it gives us so much more freedom at this stage in our lives Mm -hmm. whether you are in a relationship where you got young kids older kids travel a lot don't travel a lot what you really want to try to do is find those areas where you're both feeding each other Mm -hmm. i've always said when i keep her smiling she keeps me smiling yeah so my job is to make her happy, keep her smiling Mm -hmm. because then she has everything that she needs to keep me smiling, keep me happy. Right. And she knows, especially in our relationship, like, you know, I I like to say she keeps me upright. She's like, okay, what do you need? Mm -hmm. I got to give it to you. Keep it upright because you're giving this to the family and to us. Mm -hmm. But she can't give it to me if I'm not giving it to her. Mm -hmm.
2: So whatever your
1: dynamic or your relationship is, it needs to be that cycle, right? And the other thing I'll say is that you know, we kind of treat our relationship like, um, like the Crown. You ever, you, did you watch the oh, Crown? Oh, I did, yeah. all? Mm-hmm. So the thing about the Crown is that no matter what was going on, they was get they was gonna stay together.
0: Oh yeah, right. Listen, and it not, was
1: a mess. Now I'm not encouraging putting up with some craziness, right? But, but the mentality yeah. was, it's us. Mm-hmm. Like that's not an option.
0: It was not separating, an divorce,
1: and leaving not an option. Mm-hmm. And I will give I will give all props to Heather because i my parents were together you know forever till my father passed so i saw a relationship where it was like they stayed together yeah so i definitely had that mentality mm-hmm. but i also am like most men mm-hmm. where you know look we we're shut down men are not as mature as y'all and we would shut down and be like all right well you mm-hmm. know what you
2: mm-hmm. burnt
1: the toast and you got mad with me so i guess how are we splitting the kids what you want to do what are we doing with that custody? Toast. like dudes would just we we'd be ready to be oh, out Two over dads. anything yeah what and, and I could fall victim to that mm-hmm. but one thing I know is that my wife just she ain't gonna let me go nowhere right right even when I'm <laughs> on my immature silliness she'd be right there mm-hmm. like well you are just going to have to figure it out with me next to you yeah and so I know that we don't have any other option or alternative mm-hmm. so we figure it out once you make it an option yeah. to end a relationship then inevitably somebody's gonna push the button if there's a button of end it somebody's mm-hmm. gonna push it yeah but if there's no button at all mm-hmm. you know and the last thing I'll say is, so two things that kind of movies that inspired The Crown, because it's like them people stayed together. they yeah. crazy.
2: It was crazy. Royal
1: folks, no matter what, I was it like, was like, that's not the option, so we got to figure it out. Yeah. The other thing is Game of Thrones. I don't know if you watched that show. Oh, I did. But Listen, we got it. You, you hit it. Yes, all right, all right. So, so good. So, we, we, we connect. so Game of Thrones, you know, there's a scene, there's a concept in there about the White Walkers, these crazy mm-hmm. zombie folks that were coming. And you had all these people that were fighting these various kingdoms fighting mm-hmm. but some folks would always say the enemy is to the north yes like we can fight all we want but the true enemy is to the north
0: hello heather
1: and i say that when we get into something mm-hmm. and it's an external pressure either she or i will always say listen baby the enemy's to the north i love that. this ain't the enemy you ain't the enemy i ain't the enemy mm-hmm. The enemy is to the north it's whatever happened with that external thing mm-hmm. and the same thing is true so some are Celeb couples Mm -hmm. The enemy is people On social media Saying stuff Dropping stuff Trying to throw salt Mm -hmm. They ain't got nothing Better to do That's the enemy To the north Like no Don't let that Impact their relationship
0: I love that The enemy to the north That is Yeah Y'all give it up For Will Packer Dropping these nuggets Ah. Yes (laughs) The people needed that Because it's like every time i it's like what people you least expect like wait what i know what happened i know
1: i know we need to hear that there's different pressures these days on 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 folks awful you don't have to be a celebrity somebody watching this right now trying to figure out how to make it through their marriage you know Mm -hmm. um try to remove the external pressures. try to keep it internal and try to figure out if you can solve it Mm -hmm. internally before you get, get it. it sometimes external can be a, a mom that's trying to do well means well giving advice mm-hmm. i know what i'm talking mm-hmm. about they're not in your relationship the best friend not in your relationship the cousin not in your relationship it's yeah. you and that person
0: that's so good yeah that's good yeah um i want to know a little bit and i'm sure the audience wants to know too a little bit about your journey and how you even got started okay you know they yeah. see will Packer today will power packer today yeah. but like what was the beginning beginning for you
1: it was, it was uh, when I was at FAMU. FAMU. I, was, I was. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Shout out to them, Rattlers, Florida and m And I, um, I did not, at the time when I first came to FAMU, mm-hmm. uh, being a filmmaker wasn't a dream of mine. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be an entrepreneur.
2: Mm -hmm. And
1: I was, I didn't even want to go to FAMU, honestly. Really? Where'd you want to go? I wanted to go to um, the University of Pennsylvania Mm. because they are uh, an Ivy League school with a very well-known business school, the Wharton School of Business. Mm. I knew I wanted to have my own business. That was very clear in my mind. Mm -hmm. Wanted to work for myself. I wanted to be the boss. I wanted to be the CEO. And so I was going to business school, um, but I got this big scholarship to go to FAMU. Mm -hmm. but it was tied to engineering and i knew i didn't want to be an engineer but my math and science test scores Mm -hmm. and grades were very high Mm -hmm. i've always been very good with that kind of analytical thinking Mm -hmm. and my dad was an engineer so i knew engineering and i got a scholarship to be an engineer i didn't want to be an engineer but my parents were like listen we know you want to go to that ivy league school how much money they giving you i was like well they're not giving me any money but i got in they was like how much money is fam you giving me i was like well, uh, they gave giving me everything. They were like, guess where you going to school?
0: I <laughs> know oh, that's right. So my
1: parents made a decision for me. And it was the best decision mm-hmm. made for me ever. Wow. And so I go to FAMU, and I hook up with um, my lifelong friend and my line brother, because uh, we're both alphas, the only fraternity that there is out there. <laughs> Please make a note of that. Um, and so he and I, he wanted to be a filmmaker. He very clearly knew... He was inspired by spike lee mm. and the hughes brothers the Hudson brothers like black filmmakers that had come before him he knew he wanted to do that it was very clear and so i was really just kind of helping out my friend make a movie wow. and i helped him to raise the money to shoot the movie and i helped him to shoot it and then i helped him to self-distribute the movie and that's how i got involved with it mm. we finished that movie it's called chocolate city set on family's campus still to this day it was the it's the first movie shot by hbcu students at an hbcu to get national distribution we shot our little movie and uh sent it out to hollywood and hollywood couldn't care less uh-huh. them people did not return no they we invited them to the world premiere chocolate city and we would send it to the assistant mm-hmm. with the hope of at least tell us you're not coming at least give right. us an rsvp
0: something that's
1: why i try to like you know uh my amazing executive assistant is here today <laughs> Uh, Chantal Heslop, and I say, you know, let's always respond. Let's reply. Yeah, people invite that's us good. to do something. Because them people did not reply, Crystal. <laughs> could have at least said sex. no. The assistant, the assistant's assistant couldn't say nothing? Nobody could say that. Nobody replied. Hollywood couldn't care less about that movie. Wow. However, at FAMU, it was a big deal.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Amongst that crowd that we made it for mm-hmm. and with, they really cared about that movie. And I realized, well, that's who I'm making my movies for, not people go. who don't know me and don't care about me Mm -hmm. I'm making movies for a very core specific audience yes and that has served me well to this day so that little movie we came out shot it made a little money with it Mm -hmm. and actually made a lot of money for broke college students Mm -hmm. Um, and that's when I said I can do this I've been looking for a business to start on my own I helped raise the money get the distribution what is that call what I did? Mm-hmm. And I looked it up and I said, Oh, that's what a movie producer. Just, does. Yeah. I said, well, I'm gonna be a movie producer. Wow. That's what I'm gonna be.
0: I know that's right. Yeah, I sit. And on you do you. The, uh, the biggest movie producer. Okay. <laughs> Out here <laughs> doing right, it. Trying. I love that. Yeah. So now that you now you're Will like the Will Packer that everyone knows, um, and you've worked with Regina, Regina Hall, Idris
1: Elba, best, best.
0: Um, Kevin Hart, you've done a lot of movies. Kevin Hart.
1: The rest are the rest are good. <laughs> I made Kevin, a lot of people don't know that, but you know, before, Four Will Packer, Kevin just had a bunch of <laughs> failed sitcoms and that's <laughs> I mean, just, you know, you get credit where credit is due. I made Kevin Hart, so you can put that on the quote at the bottom of this podcast. I made he, he Kevin Hart, me. period. Uh, <laughs> but what was it that made
0: you keep calling them? Because I can imagine they're a lot of fun to work with. The best, they are,
1: they are. And I, I really enjoy um, working with folks, you know, um who I know and who mm-hmm. I know are going to give me something and that that's that's not unique to me you know Tyler does it look mm-hmm. at you all the relationship mm-hmm. look at like Martin Scorsese how he yeah. he's working with the same actors Judd mm-hmm. um the thing about those folks you named um Kev Regina Idris mm-hmm. I mean first of all they work hard yeah. I know that I'm gonna get what I need from a work ethic standpoint because mm-hmm. there's some amazing talents out there that it's not worth it Mm -hmm. to work with them. I hate to say that, but that's just true. Mm. There are some folks and it is just so much that comes with working with these people Mm -hmm. and life is short. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that is something else. That's just a little nugget that I'll put out there. Relationships. Hollywood is not the only relationship-driven business, Mm. right? Most industries, people work with the people that they like to work with. And so if all things are equal, and you mm-hmm. got a certain level of talent, somebody else got a certain level, but you hard to deal with, don't nobody like working with you, guess who's going to continuously get hired? Mm-hmm. And so I definitely have a great relationship with those folks because they always deliver for me. Yeah. I know what I'm going to get from them. And I was there at the, at the you know, start of Idris, theatrical the actual career. He already had the, the wire. Mm-hmm. So he's all, I mean, all these people are already amazing. You but made, I helped you made you. Idris too? I helped, Huh? You made Idris too? I can't say I made <laughs> Idris. What I would say is that Idris has always wanted to be me. That's kind of the thing. Because he's like, when I dress, when I wake up in the morning, how can I be Will Packer? Like, you can kind of see whatever he does. He's like, how can I be Will? Like, it just, you know, whatever. That's not the point. But I see it. I totally... Of course I, you do. Anything you like about Idris, you kind of look at me, and it's like, oh, That's clearly, Will Packer. There's the original, and then there's, right, somebody that's trying. But it's fine. I don't I don't just besmirch my brother. Good luck. You know, whatever. Uh, so, with Idris, he... Was coming off the wire, and his first um, his first theatrical movie was a little movie I made called The Gospel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was oh, he's love that movie. You remember The when Gospel? Yolanda Adams was in it. Yolanda. Got, all the, all my Gospel. Good Victory. That was good yes. movie. Remember that song? I didn't know that was you. How about? Do you know Snoop Dogg wanted that song Victory? If you go back, I want everybody to hit pause for a second and play Victory on your Spotify, your Apple Music, got yeah. whatever. <laughs> That song, you could also hear a hip hop version of that song, mm. and Yolanda got it, but Snoop wanted it because it's a dope track. So I got the victory, Yolanda Adams. Anyway, we put that song in the gospel, yes. right? Kirk Franklin did the soundtrack. Yes,
0: so Fred good. Fred Hammond
1: was in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donnie McClurkin, like yes, that was a OG's good movie. Of yeah, and Idris played a southern pastor, and um, Boris Kojo, Idris Elba, like you know, known again It was a great cast. Great cast. And I it was because what happened was after I did Chocolate City, mm-hmm. I then made a movie with Kenya Moore mm-hmm. called Twa.
0: And well, it was an erotic was my, thriller. I was not be watching Twa. Don't <laughs> put that funny face. Don't
1: listen. <laughs> people, the people know. The people know, okay? All right? I've been delivered. The team was twining it up, wasn't she? She was. <laughs> <laughs> So I made this a rock thriller called twice y'all, some of y'all yes. remember that mm-hmm. and then Hollywood will only let me do other twas uh, I got pigeonholed for a hot second we like we want this so I did <laughs> twa one twa two twa three pandora's box and I and my mom said baby now you know mm-hmm. that like you grew up in the church stop mm-hmm. playing you grew up in the AME church Bethlehem me down here in St. Pete Florida Give me something that I can take my missionary sisters to.
0: Right, because you're embarrassing me right now. Well,
1: can't, here's can't the other side of that story, Chris. She was taking her missionary sisters to see all my little twa erotic thriller movies, they and they it. weren't complaining. They loved it? All my mama's older church ladies was going to support all my little erotic thriller movies. I bet they were. First weekend. <laughs> And so my mom was like, "Well, give us something else that we can go to, right? Because we don't have to sneak in the back." I said, "I got you." Oh I had wanted to do a faith-based movie anyway, yeah. So I made this movie, The Gospel, and that was Indus's first movie uh, after The Wire, mm. and that's the one that really kind of got because, you know, everything is a stepping stone. You mm. talked about you being on the set as an extra of Stomp the Yard, yeah. too. I'm sure you had done other extra things. Mm-hmm. And then now you and I are working together, and you, you know, one of my main actors in that movie yeah. praised this. Mm-hmm. But it was steps to get there. So it's always was. steps. So yeah. it took steps. I didn't go straight from, oh, I want to be a filmmaker to Stomp the Yard, mm-hmm. which was my first number one movie. I went yeah. to the Toise. And then I went to the gospel Mm -hmm. and the gospel was successful. And that opened the door to allow me to make Stomp the Yard. Wow. So a lot of times today, it feels like people just want to get right to it. Mm -hmm. I want to skip the steps. I want to be just successful immediately. That's it. We live in a society of immediate gratification. We live in a society where you do have some people that, you know, come up with a tech idea and somebody you read and somebody bought it for a billion dollars it's mm-hmm. like well i want that yeah i just want to go and get straight to being a billionaire um be a thousandaire Hello, a like so hold on learn how to manage that first absolutely <laughs> because, because i a- i look back honestly chris and i look at things that i got told no mm-hmm. like movies that i was trying to pitch and get made and i got mm-hmm. told no and it was the best thing ever because if I had gotten the budget oh. for that movie early and I didn't know what I was doing, like mm-hmm. I know now, mm-hmm. I'd have messed it up. Yep. And now I'd have been the guy that, that wasted that $5 million. Yeah. Now I would never get a $10 million movie, you know? So I worked and I had that first movie was 20000 mm. The next movie was 200000 The mm-hmm. next movie, like I didn't get to a million dollar budget till later in my career. Yeah. But by then I knew everything about it, what I was doing, knew how to work all the yes. positions on a set. And so... I had a different, I was ready for it. Mm-hmm. So sometimes God is saving you for things you're not ready for and you don't even know it. It feels like rejection. It feels like failure, mm-hmm. but it's growth. Oh, that's good. Yes. That was a bar. That was a bar and okay, a sermon. Take off one. the, we'll make Kevin Hart and put that quote <laughs> on the thing. And then in parenthetical, we'll also make Kevin Hart and just Elba wants to be him. So just, <laughs> I'm just trying to tell you how to market this episode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love it you talked about um your parents um make basically making the decision for you to go to famu they did. and um i heard that recently they named their performing arts amphitheater after
1: you crazy. how cr- crazy crazy let me tell you something if i was there, nothing else in my life i got a I got a building with my name on it so Period. i'm good so y'all oh. need to figure out what y'all doing because i'm straight <laughs> you so i don't have another little hit movie tv show nothing <laughs> No, it's mate, It's it's um, it's a, it's crazy because that school means so much to me.
0: Yeah. We know you like when I say you yell, fam, you to the mountaintops. I like do. Do. you love. It. If anybody don't it's even know anything, it's no, it's, it's not too annoying. Much? I love it. Really? Yeah. That's a Good answer. Yeah. <laughs> All
1: right. We weren't gonna be friends if you. <laughs> <laughs> joking, Family people get on your nerves. <laughs> HBCU people in general, it's like, and I can say it because I'm one of them. We would get. Look, why are you not? <laughs> <laughs> the so the cinematographer is back there, like, yeah, they yeah. get on your nerves we will i ain't even lie we we love our little schools represent so maybe like okay enough we get it it's the pride i love it. it is the pride it gets ingrained in you doing those four five years the best years of your life yeah family meant so much to me is where i really kind of found myself found my voice mm-hmm. um honed so many of my skills that i use to this day yeah so yeah to have to have my name uh you know on a building at my alma mater is everything. It's I very love cool,
0: that. That's you know. amazing. Now, do you get to go?
1: I know you always, you're always you always there. Do
0: you have some kids? Is any of your kids at the family? Right, let me
1: tell you something about my full little <laughs> ungrateful children, <laughs> okay? tell you about these children. I fed them. I gave them their little privilege. Self. Sorry to cuss, but I don't want to do that because we got sponsors on this podcast. And none of my kids. I got My kids are all amazing. Mm-hmm. They all are. Um, Harvard. Harvard. Whoa. Howard, North Carolina AT, yes. and now USC. I know. Wow. But ain't none of them going to FAMU, right, you That's the problem. Not one went to FAMU. Not one was like, I got you. All these talents <laughs> supported them and everything. Right. You know, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> honestly my kids didn't really want to be Will Packer's kid at family. that's a lot it's a big shoes to fill. you know I guess in theory it yeah. would have been a lot of eyes on them but mm-hmm. you know I I, I understand that yeah. I'm still just a little it stings a little bit I can imagine I've always <laughs> given them the grace and the freedom to be like you know be whatever you want to be you don't have to be in daddy's industry mm-hmm. you don't have to go to daddy's alma mater you yeah. do whatever you want find it on your own mm-hmm. and they're finding it that's all right. I got family to myself I love it I love there you my, go I I love my
0: family i yeah. love it yes that's amazing congratulations on that that is Thank huge because yeah, a lot is, of people can't is. say they have their name on a building that's at their true. alma mater that's
1: true no most people can't no so I, I don't yeah. take it for granted really for, sincerely that's awesome yeah um Did you so, go to
0: college? Mm-hmm, yeah i went to see my parents went to tsu oh okay. so i know all about the hbc you know youth. about that annoying yeah.
1: parents well i, telling I wanted to go too because oh, i grew want up, to go to TSU? yeah
0: i grew up um going to homecoming every year okay And I just fell in love with the school, the energy. So in high school, I was dating a guy who was like two years older than me. He ended up going to TSU. So when it was time for me to graduate, my parents made the choice for me not to go. But
1: you ain't following him? You ain't going. Was it because of him or just?
0: Oh, they were like, "Yeah, yeah, you're not going there. Really? Yeah. They liked him, but they just did not want us like out of town
1: They didn't trust that? They
0: didn't trust that. They was like, nah. So where'd you go? I went to the University of Tennessee at Martin in my hometown. Yeah. Okay,
1: they wanted you close? Yeah. Did you want to be close or were you like trying to get out? I was trying to go. But then they
0: they got me because they told me I couldn't take my car with me my freshman year. And as a kid, I'm 18 years old. I'm like, what am I going to do without my car? You
1: didn't need that car. I did not need
0: my car. I should have left. (laughs) Mm.
1: Your parents were right. Yeah, but I stayed so I can keep my car. So you can keep your car. So you put the car over. Is he still alive? I I hope he's alive.
0: And I guess he's well.
1: (laughs) Oh, okay, cool. So that was in the. Say something interesting mm. my wife your cousin heather also wanted to go to tsu mm-hmm. she wanted to go to hbcu too yes and her parents was like no you're not
0: see i think it's a hazel thing they
1: was it's like a, no. you ain't ready for that mm-hmm. you're gonna be up there partying and yeah and though my wife they was probably right <laughs> yeah. she probably needed to go so she went to like ut chat and then with the christian brothers
0: see oh yeah so perfect yeah know. that
1: is funny. y'all y'all ended up exactly where y'all supposed <laughs> yeah, to be we did because fam you ain't for everything hbc life ain't for everybody <laughs> yeah i would have
0: i know i would have been wilding i was wilding on ut martin campus right. i know
1: if i had with tsu it'd have been over right. oh rap. yeah you might have a building named after you for the wrong reason right this is where crystal was turned up and right crystal building y'all <laughs> right night she was partying
0: listen couldn't wait listen, that was me freshman year i had a good time i was very sheltered growing up okay so when i went to college i was like Finally, the I freedom. Got freedom, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, we all did. That's yeah. all of us. Yeah. Part of that is the growth. Part of that's what college all about. It really is, yeah. yeah. Except I've, for my kids. I'm watching y'all, okay? I need y'all to be doing whatever I did.
0: We got, got our eye on you. Yeah. <laughs> we're watching y'all. Harvard, that's amazing. Yeah, my oldest went to Harvard. Kids.
1: Yeah, yeah, he did. USC. Yeah. North Carolina NT. And, yeah, great. Um, they all ended up in great schools. That's I'm a, very, very fortunate, very blessed um, because, you know, parenting is tricky these days. It is. Um, It's very different raising kids with the pressures Mm -hmm. uh, that they have today than we were under. Not that we were not under pressure. Right. But we didn't have, you know, the um, the options, the Mm. words to verbalize what we were feeling, Mm. um, the the eyes of the world via social media on us. Like there were a lot of things that were just different in the Mm. way that we grew up. And the way kids are growing up today mm-hmm. and some of it is 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 much easier much more access much um you know they have they have they have power and agency that we didn't have mm-hmm. but some of it the pressure is crazy like if yeah. there was literally a camera around everywhere that we went when we were going up like mm-hmm. them freshman years of college that Ooh, you and i had if, they, if everything was on a phone uh... like bruh <laughs>
0: thank you lovely. stop playing
1: exactly stop exactly <laughs> So you know, yeah, it's different. Yeah. But my, I'm very fortunate. My kids are doing great. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. Yeah, something um a lot of people may or may not know. You were the first um African American to lead production for the Oscars. Yeah, what was that like coming out of COVID? Because you guys, that was like the first time people could actually be back.
1: Was that one of the first? No, it was. It was. Yeah, yeah. the year before us, um, it was a much more limited. So I, mm-hmm. I my Oscars was um, was 2022, mm-hmm. right, and then um. You know obviously COVID was 2020 yeah. and so the 2021 year was a much smaller mm-hmm. so this was the first time that we had like everybody back yeah in the oscars. what was and that whole
0: process like were you nervous were you like oh my gosh this is the oscars. i was i
1: wasn't nervous wasn't the word i would use but it was first of all it was a very long process mm-hmm. right you know people think the oscars is one night yeah which it is but literally there is six seven eight months of work that lead up to that one Mm. night there's so much that goes into it because it's such a big show yeah right it's a you know multi-hour show people from all over the world are watching Mm -hmm. um you know you have all of hollywood uh has an opinion about the show Mm -hmm. uh, what it should be what it shouldn't be because the show has become you know something of a lightning rod Mm -hmm. and so it was i definitely felt pressure but I was excited, honestly. Yeah. I was excited. It was more work than I thought. Mm. So even though I knew, I thought it would be like producing a movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was like producing ten movies at mm. one time. Whoa. It was that level. Now I had a team, a full team of people, but mm. it was a lot producing that Oscar. was
0: crazy. Yeah, ten movies. I couldn't imagine, like, oh, yeah, man. getting ready for There's one so is a going lot.
1: No, it's so. I mean, yeah. you got the musical performances. Mm. You got the presenters. Like people think, oh it's just it's an award show. Mm, mm, it's not. It's because not. Because it's I'm literally flying people in from all over the world mm. to do this show. Mm-hmm. Um the music, you know, pieces are like their own things. Yeah. Uh you always have like, you know, tributes mm-hmm. my year I had tributes to, you know, um big anniversaries that were happening within the industry. Mm-hmm. That's a, a whole nother thing in and of itself. Like yeah. we did a tribute to um, to James Bond right and so just even getting all the clearances necessary yeah. to do that getting the right people to present it it was the the thing was the 50th anniversary of the godfather mm-hmm. um, that was and, all year. yeah it was you know that was big and, mm-hmm. and getting the folks that were involved with the godfather on board it just it was just a lot and of course my year because we were the first black all producing team mm-hmm. um you know, I I was gonna be diverse. My mm. Oscars was just gonna it was, it was gonna have flavor. <laughs> it did. It just was. It did. So whether it was the you know the black conductor, mm. you know D nice yes. uh, you know the trophy presenters from HBCUs, mm-hmm. like we we really went above and beyond to make yeah. sure that. It was uh, a very diverse Oscars. And it was.
0: It was. Yeah. I love that. So, you know, I had to ask you.
1: I was going to say, is that is that we going to stop on the Oscar nope. talk? Or you just going to keep going. We're gonna keep going <laughs> to keep going. Sip this feed. i will let you get a little sip of water.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> ask me anything. You what were you want to know?
0: Back, were you backstage yeah. like the whole time? So, yeah, what? You're, the, I'm
1: literally right by the, um, like, what is staged right so mm-hmm. i am as as presenters are going on and coming off mm-hmm. they're right next to me uh we have a a, a producer station mm-hmm. i got all the monitors for every camera i'm on the headphones mm-hmm. talking to the the whole crew yeah. um about what's going on talking to my director you know listening to what's happening and i'm also greeting people
2: yes. as they go
1: on and mm-hmm. off the stage mm-hmm. right so um you know, Chris Rock was going on yeah. to do his thing. My God, you ready? Let's go. Go ready. do your thing, baby, you know. Cause Excited. We had rehearsed the show a bunch of times. We mm-hmm. knew everything was going to happen. So, yeah. you know, I adapted him up. He went on stage. and so I remember about that night. That's
0: all you remember? that right right of... something if, was it. Something happened, all right.
1: <laughs> I just want to tell you know. That's <laughs> so interesting. <Yeah. laughs> Seriously, because you asked about it being the first time that um, everybody was kind of all back because we were in mm-hmm. the... Called it the um, the Kodak Theater, not Adobe Theater. Now, but it's mm-hmm. where the Oscars are, are, are held. Yeah. And um, it was the first time we were back in that venue since COVID, and we had an idea to make the stage feel like it wasn't up so high like it normally is, because mm-hmm. normally in a, like most concert venues, the stage is kind of raised. And the it was low in the yeah seat in the front are, are, mm-hmm. are lower and we wanted it to feel like um, uh, almost like a lounge club atmosphere mm-hmm. and so we had the traditional seats in the back of theater but in the area right around the stage there were like you know loungy banquette type seating mm-hmm. and the stage was lower yeah and so everybody was kind of on the same level mm-hmm. and it was to make it feel that way look that way and also so like when people would come up from the their seats to uh, accept their awards mm-hmm. they would just they could just walk right to the stage not have to walk around the wings and climb up high like yeah. you wanted that feeling that energy That mm-hmm. was now that did something very interesting
0: it did i mean it created, <laughs> it
1: created you know, real easy this feeling of <laughs> being right there right there like you could just go out like reach out and touch somebody on that Literally. stage you reach know? out and, and touch it, somebody <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, part of part of everything that happened that night was was because we had changed that stage design. You know, after the fact, you think about all the stuff that went wrong. And that you could, like if I hadn't had him in that <laughs> right moment, there. you know, yeah. and then me, you know, because the ratings were the it was the first time in years that the ratings increased, mm. but it had nothing to do with. Yeah with the slap yeah because the slap happened too late in the show mm-hmm. to affect the ratings. right so the slap was in like you know fourth or fifth act it was. of the show yeah and I remember thinking like if I known this I'd have put Chris up front because <laughs> right. if I'm gonna go down we'll go down with these ratings <laughs> hello you know man if it's gonna happen <laughs> as well bump it like let's go you yeah right?
0: but yeah. What did you say, like, when you saw it and they're like, what were you like, oh, my God, what joke. just happened?
1: No, I thought it was a joke. I thought it was something joke. did. I lie, I did it. too at first. I was like, oh, that was, I thought y'all scripted that in the show at first. I thought it was, because remember, because it's such a big show and it's live, you literally run through the rehearsals mm-hmm. of the actual show and everything that's going to happen, like, four or five times. Wow. Like, you literally oh, you run through sure the whole right. show. You got to get your timing right. Because, mm-hmm. it's, again, it's a live show. Mm-hmm. So we had rehearsed everything Chris had gone up and rehearsed his jokes and when he came up he immediately was off book but if there's anybody in the world that you're not worried about going on book it's, it's Rock. right Rock. yeah Chris right you know he's gonna do his thing it's gonna be funny mm-hmm. and so the first time that I you know knew something was was that I got a little nervous I got a little bubbly <laughs> in literally. my stomach was when he made the joke mm-hmm. and you know, we cut to Jada because that's what you do. Absolutely, right? Absolutely, yeah. Just, that's just, you know, Super it's like a nice. tennis match. You're just getting, you know, mm-hmm. Crystal says somebody's name, mm-hmm. we go to that person's name. That mm-hmm. person, you go back. Like, you just, that's what yeah. you do. So we didn't know this joke was coming, mm-hmm. but we knew where everybody was positioned in the audience. You know right. exactly where everybody's sitting. Mm-hmm. And you have to be ready to move on the fly. Yes. So he made a Jada joke, we go to Jada. Absolutely. So Jada's reaction was the first time that I was like, ooh, that joke ain't land right yeah because she was like and 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 you know this because you 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 do comedy you're professional like Mm -hmm. comedy is reactions Mm -hmm. if you and I are here and we're filming us and I tell a joke the laugh actually comes when you react or when Mm -hmm. other people react Mm -hmm. right when you're editing a comedy movie for the young filmmakers out there it's all about the reaction yes so he told the joke and then the reaction tells the audience how to feel about the Mm -hmm. joke and the reaction clearly was that it was not funny mm-hmm. to the person who was the subject mm-hmm. of the joke, and so that's the first time I was like, Ugh, "Get off her, go off of there, like, let like, go somewhere." Else. Like, that did he have
0: an earpiece in? Him, like Chris, no, aboard mission.
1: <laughs> no earpiece. He was just out there. He was just outside. Butt naked. You know, butt <laughs> no butt booty. No, no. I could not talk to this man. Nothing. We told mm-hmm. it, and then we went to her. She clearly did not find it funny, mm-hmm. and so it was like, "All right, let's keep going." Yeah. Like that was that was awkward, but yeah. cringe moment. But keep going. Yeah. When we went on stage, um, we thought this was part of something they had done mm-hmm. because it's not unheard of yes. that people go off script or that you know these are actors in mm-hmm. Hollywood. Right, they do all kind of little stuff that they think is cool mm-hmm. and funny. And sure enough, it happened. And the first question I said to the director in the microphone was, "Did he? Did he? Did he hit him?" right like did he actually like what did that just happen and then i was like oh y'all gotta clean this up like quick like Mm -hmm. that 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 ain't that funny so yeah that forget the the other joke that was cringy this is really cringy like whatever y'all are planning Mm -hmm. get to the punchline yeah like i'm literally thinking that chris and will have planned something and it was not i'll be honest with you Mm -hmm. the whole thing happened we 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 have, you know, Will say what he said, keep mm-hmm. my wife's name out, you know, everybody's mm-hmm. seen it now. Yeah. And I've had people say, like, why, like, why did you show that? But again, you don't have I didn't have anywhere to cut to. Right. right? Like in the moment,
2: mm-hmm.
1: first of all, everybody's faces in that audience was worse. Like oh, the thing, yeah, like you you wanted me there. to go to Gwyneth Paltrow, and she was like, <laughs> Like I would what you want me to cut. That's the whole audience. Right. It was seven thousand people, and they're like, like, "What, what this, is that what? what? So I didn't have nothing. The guy would have had to cut to, you know, the, the, the Hollywood <laughs> side, right? Like, <laughs> outside the building. So right. You cut to Will because you, you know, that you're just following the action. It's just going mm. according to normal procedure. Yeah. Once he said what he said, it was like, okay, this is not, not a joke. joke. Yeah. Oh, it's real. And then when Chris got off stage, I was the first person to talk to him. Yeah, you know Quest Love, shout out to Quest. He love won. Quest. No one yeah, remembers, hilarious. but he won. Um, yes. Love him. He got off stage, and the first thing I said, I said, "Did he hit you?" Mm-hmm. I said, "Did he? Did he really hit you?" And Chris goes, "Yeah, I just took a punch from Muhammad Ali, like he was joking <laughs> immediately. Mama. He I was love automatically, Chris. he immediately told the joke. <laughs> so then Chris and I go off and." Um, backstage and 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 i went he i took him into my office he went into my office backstage right off the stage everybody's still aghast by the way if you the reason it truly truly went viral so immediately is because Mm -hmm. there was a feed in i think australia that they did not bleep out what will said so because what happens is in la we're sending a feed out mm-hmm. to all the domestic the usabc affiliates but you're sending it out to the world mm-hmm. and all the affiliates that are picking it up yeah and and they have different sensors and different each country is responsible for their own sensors mm. and so i think it was australia in that feed they didn't edit out what he said so you can hear it all clearly Mm -hmm. and so that's the clip that went out on the internet so it really went super viral in the moment fast
2: Mm
1: -hmm. uh and my phone exploded oh I know it did I'm back I'm literally by the way as it's happening before Chris got off the stage Mm -hmm. my phone just started smoking like it was just like everybody like my mom was like baby that ain't funny like (laughs) Thanks, Ma. Appreciate you. Like, I'm, in a, I'm in a disaster right now. You,
0: Thanks, Ma. Baby, that ain't
1: funny. By the way, when you coming home again, like my mama, that's what she'll do. She definitely is detect something oh, irrelevant my. in the wrong moment. Right. Uh, it is so funny. Yeah. Shout out, Mama. You got yeah, me. Shout out You got to gotta mama. love it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Wow. I always wondered what that was like crazy. in the moment, behind the scenes. We
1: thought it was a joke. We all thought it was a bad yeah. mm-hmm. joke. And then it wasn't, too. and then yeah. it was like, oh my gosh!
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And
1: then I just, I just had this sickening feeling, like not tonight.
2: Right. That's
1: what I felt. Wow. All the nights, nice. and it had been going so well. Yeah. And I still am very, very proud of that show. Oh, Everything You Everything about that should show, be. I'm very proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my amazing ladies with their hosting job, they were doing great. I'm, I'm still proud of it. Yeah. Everything had been going pretty much according to plan. Mm-hmm. Um And. I just remember it having a sinking feeling of why tonight,
2: mm.
1: why, why, why not, why? not like this. Yeah. That's why I was saying like not like this. Yeah. Let something else happen. Let somebody let the wrong envelope get red or somebody trip walking up the still Like not Anything. like this. Yeah. Don't let this be the the legacy of my little show. But it wasn't. Know.
0: That was not the yeah.
1: What kind of? right. <laughs> I'm all right. I I now have you know I'm at peace. Good. You know I've I've connected with the all involved and I'm yeah. at peace and I've yeah.
0: moved on. I love that. Yeah. I um, dressed Chris Rock. He was in, what movie was that? For, he did a movie for Tyler. And when I say he was one of the most kind, mm. gentle spirits mm. I've ever met in my life. Yeah. Um, I had his, costume, his wardrobe pulled out and I said, hey, Mr. Rock. He's like, hi, how are you? And I was like, well, these are the options. He goes, okay, whatever you need. And I was like, I'll step out so you can change. Okay. And then I would say, thank you. Like my pleasure. Like yeah. so nice. I'm like, Oh my goodness! Yeah. Like and then to see that happen, and I love Will too, and yeah. like have such a high regard for him. Yeah, still love you know. Saying both of them, people yeah. are human. I just feel like that was one of them days where, yeah. how I had that moment where I got time today. He yeah, just time had time. Today. You Listen, know.
1: <laughs> I, what I will say, and we can leave it alone, is that yeah. the pressures of, um, as you know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> the pressures of folks. Uh, on folks in our industry is unbelievable it is if you're not in the industry and you know you don't know what it's like to constantly have eyeballs on you Mm -hmm. constantly have somebody analyzing every word that you say um and you don't you know we don't give grace for mistakes now you got to be perfect all the time and nobody Um, is there is a um it takes a a, an unbelievable toll and strain on people Mm -hmm. so that's what i will say Mm-hmm. And I just am somebody that believes we have to um, evaluate people for who they've been, Yes. you know, for a lifetime, mm-hmm. for decades, Yes. not on a really, really bad moment. Just a moment. And yeah. that's that's that goes for anybody. I love right? it. Everybody makes mistakes. And so it is unbelievably difficult to be in the public eye these days Mm -hmm. and there's going to be people who say do and act the wrong way Mm -hmm. constantly it will continue yeah let's judge people on who we who they've shown us to be Mm -hmm. um for the vast majority of their lives or careers or what have you Mm -hmm. and not just on their absolute worst moment i love that
0: and you know i think that's the perfect note to end on there we go that i literally love that that's great give people grace give
1: people grace we all deserve it yes And give yourself grace. You deserve a little bit too. I try to tell We're so hard on ourselves now. We are. Right? Mm -hmm. Give yourself a little grace. Yeah. That is so true. Keep it positive, sweetie. Keep it positive, sweetie. Yeah.
0: I love it. Okay. So we're we're about to end the show. What we do is um, positive outcomes where our listeners write in a letter and we give them advice. Okay. So I'm going to read it off and um, we're going to see what we can tell her. Okay. Chills. hi, Crystal. Let me start by saying I absolutely love your podcast. I've been with my husband for 21 years. I know him as a go-getter and a provider. For the past eight and a half years, we've been going through it financially. I can see that he is frustrated and very down about his business not flourishing the way he wanted it to. I try my best to help him and be positive in a safe space, but when I try to suggest jobs that are hiring, he brushes me off and gets very defensive. I've always been by his I've always been by his side through thick and thin without judgment or pressure. We have a family to provide and care for, which requires steady paychecks, which is why I try to help him find other jobs so that we can take care of the family that we made together. How can I get my point across to him without making him feel less of a man? Mm, mm. And I think yeah. you're, being that you are a man, I feel like you may be able to speak from that man I standpoint. I have a strong
1: opinion. I feel like you should go first on okay. this one. Okay, all Where right. Because so, she doesn't say what he does it feels like it was entrepreneurial yeah like yeah he working for himself and
0: mm-hmm, it's not his business isn't flourishing the way he wanted it to so it has busy. to be entrepreneurial. and we think she works based yes. on this letter mm-hmm. all
1: right what's your what's your what's your two cents
0: I would tell her um one I mean you have a family so he has to figure it out mm-hmm. you know but there is a way to be that safe space for your man to um not put him down when he's not doing well but also, if he's a go-getter and a provider, he should already have that mentality, like, I got to do what I got to do. You know, you shouldn't have to, like, all right, baby, you need to go find something else to do so we can eat this week. I feel like, um, as a man, he should be trying to figure it out. And if it means going to do something that he doesn't want to do, because I can attest to me doing jobs that I didn't want to do to get where I wanted to be. Yep. So I feel like that would be a thing that he needs to swallow his pride. Mm. And um, But there is a way to do it without making your man feel less than.
1: Yeah. Um... I agree with everything you said mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you a different perspective yes that's all I want. okay um I think that you are absolutely right in that we're talking about a family mm-hmm. and his job is to provide mm-hmm. and so ultimately it is on him right I, I I believe in that I believe that and it doesn't have to just be the man but I believe that there is a head of a household mm-hmm. whose job it is to provide and it definitely sounds like in this situation he is assuming that role at least he wants to Mm -hmm. so yes and I am somebody that believes that you know brother Mm -hmm. you got to do what you got to do for your family period point blank now here's what I want you to hear my sister and you too crystal Mm -hmm. and all my other sisters you cannot believe how unbelievably painful it is for that black man Mm. to be failing Mm. in his family's eyes and his in his own eyes Mm -hmm. so whatever you're saying to him she's been with him 21 years Mm -hmm. she's referencing the last eight so I have to assume that he's a good brother he ain't just a a, 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 you know somebody that ain't ish right Mm -hmm. he's somebody that has provided before and now the business is not working out right he is being harder on himself than you could ever be on him Mm. and so when you say hey here's this job it compounds his feeling of failure and insecurity, Mm. and he feels like not only am I finding it hard to believe in myself, but you don't believe in me, okay? Now, I'm not saying that you're wrong in doing that, sister. What I'm saying is for him, all he hears is you don't believe in me, You telling me to give up on my dream and do this other thing Mm -hmm. that underlines that I'm failing, that I'm not doing what I'm doing, Mm -hmm. which I'm beating myself up about all the time. I am waking up. You go to sleep every night. I'm looking at the ceiling
2: Mm -hmm. and I'm trying
1: to figure out what I'm going to do. Right. So what I would say is that, number one, you got to understand that. He's in pain and he's hurting Mm -hmm. because there's nothing more difficult for a man who considers himself the head of a household to not be providing in the way that he wants to mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's not his responsibility but your role is not this mm-hmm. is where i differ mm-hmm. your role is not to say here's a great job mm-hmm. he can find that job he got the same newspaper and, and mm-hmm. craigslist and google job and that ain't i, I appreciate that yeah, effort yeah but that's not it mm-hmm. in this y'all been together 21 years mm-hmm. i just want you to be right there with him and ride with him that's what i want i want you to say okay This is the budget for the month, and we are, you know, $5,000 short. I got my $2,000 on it. I believe in you. You are my man. You're the head of the household. I love you. You tell me what we're doing with the other three. You Mm -hmm. just tell me. And I'm like, don't, you're trying to be helpful, Mm -hmm. but you're exacerbating and compounding his already awful feeling of insecurity and not providing by saying, here you go here go these jobs and I know your intention was good so I'm not attacking this sister at all yeah. but just from a man if he's the type of man that that a lot of men are he is already at his lowest point point. Mm-hmm. and so what you say is this is this is where we short this is what I'm like you tell me yeah.
2: But I believe
1: in you I believe in you we're gonna get past this the business is gonna turn around all of that I mm-hmm. believe in you if you decide to get another job I'm back you another job if you can figure it out here I'm backing you with that. I'm backing you. Period. Point blank. Backing. Tell me what you need. Do you want me to go help? Do you want me to help look for job? You don't like whatever. Like say that, because when you say when you lead a little job, listens around. You email him because it's like, oh, this this negro need to get to work. Like he and I don't even know. I could be a nice white lady. I don't know. (laughs) But whatever it is, you are unintentionally reminding him of his shortcomings and failure, and making him feel like you don't believe in him oh that's so so great. that's that's my opinion maybe unpopular but i would say just be there for him that yeah. it ain't your job to get him the new job mm-hmm. your job is just be there support your man and say listen this is what we need now mm-hmm. i'm not saying sit there and starve with your kids right but just say hey this is what we need you tell me how you're gonna do it you yeah. tell me how we're gonna get it and i'm and i believe believing you and i don't mean All like right. tell me what you're gonna do that that's what we <laughs> show. Sure. i don't mean that right. i just mean like hey i'm here with you mm-hmm. so this is the budget, and I, this is what I got on it, and you just tell me how I can help. Can I help in any way with mm-hmm. what you're trying to do? That's All what right. I would say.
0: I love, that's good. You just, well, okay.
1: I like that perspective. I've been a black man my whole life. Yes, I yes, I, I love that. get good at it one day. Teach us. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but it's is good. Sisters and brothers, we need to be having these conversations. We do. We need to have a dialogue. We need to yeah. talk through these things. Then we can help know? each other, yeah. 100%. Yep, I, I love that. I see too much, like, vitriol amongst, mm-hmm. you know, Folks online, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Within the same community, within the same gender, within the same orientation, mm-hmm. like I just—it's just too. It's a lot of negativity. You it know is. what I'm saying. We mm-hmm. in it together. We are. We in it together. Like We're let's talk it through. Together. You yeah. know, let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Like I said, yeah. I'm not attacking that sister. She did it, you know, the way she wanted to. I'm just giving you another opinion from a man and an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. you know, whose life hasn't always gone the way I wanted it to go. Yeah. Um, so I'm not tagging this sister at all. Like he needs you. He's only at where he's at, cussing you. Mm. But now he needs something different. Yeah. He doesn't need like this is a job that's hiring. Mm-hmm. That ain't what he needs right now. He yeah. just needs you to support him and believe in him. Mm-hmm. And then you allow him to tell you how he's going to turn it around. I love that. All right.
0: I'm taking notes myself. So the next thing we do is what I'm going through and what I'm growing through. And oh. i'll start off okay um right now who am i going through i am going through a i feel like this is a stretching phase for me in my life mm. um this season i am in i feel like god is stretching my faith mm. i'm trying different things as far as business ventures that i don't know are going to succeed so i'm really like stepping out on faith in different areas mm. and um growing through having control of everything because i'm such a control for, i like to know what's going to happen Okay, this is the the variable that I know for sure. And just being open to the possibilities of things that are, are unknown to me. So that's what I'm going through. Wow, going through that's good.
1: Yeah. So to practice this part. <laughs> you didn't tell me when we asked this. Okay, <laughs> all right. So I would say I'm going through a new phase in my life mm-hmm. where now my kids are out of the house. Yeah, And so it's a different dynamic for my wife and I and also a different relationship for myself and my kids because they my babies. Yeah. But they're now all young adults and so it means that we're redefining our relationships. We're recalibrating our relationships mm-hmm. in a different way than mm-hmm. we have before. Yeah. So it is, it's an amazing amount of freedom that my wife and I have but we also get to know each other in different ways because mm-hmm. as a parent you're always constantly sacrificing for your kids. Now I don't have that excuse anymore. Now it's, it's, is her and I, mm-hmm. so we're getting to know each other in a different way, and yeah. I'm getting to know my kids, and I have to accept them mm-hmm. as young adults, and they also have to accept me as a father that's not just, like, you know, their primary caregiver. I mm-hmm. am somebody that is, um, you know, more of a, of a, of a friend, yeah. honestly. So that's 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 different. So that's what I'm going through. What I'm growing through is um, my own career mm-hmm. and the next phase of my career mm-hmm. um, as of the recording of this Podcast. We are still uh, in the middle of a strike, yeah. and um, hopefully that would be you know over by the time this comes out. But Please, regardless, <laughs> it's a different phase in my personal career, mm-hmm. and I'm also looking to diversify yeah. myself, my focus, my ambitions, and my aims. Mm-hmm. And so I'm growing through that, yeah. right? I have to, you know, I've been I've been very very fortunate. I'm very blessed. You know, the strike hit everybody differently, so I'm very fortunate in how I've been able to weather the strike yes but it also shows me though that I need to be in a position where I have a diverse array of things that I'm doing same yeah 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 and
0: that's what the business ventures are because good. I realize I can't put all my eggs in this acting basket yeah you, know? you never know you never know I right. want things like this to happen I'm like I'm good yeah I have other things going on this is not my, the end-all
1: be-all so what you gonna sell on Instagram waist trainers <laughs> No, I need to wear one. <laughs> what are we doing? No, uh uh-uh. uh I can't tell you. I'll tell you bathing to... suits. No. It's bathing suits, weave and waist straps? Now I don't know that I don't <laughs> know the Instagram market as well as some <laughs> people, but in my exploit, that's what I that's see. That's what you see, that's what is. I see that's people selling I... is hair. Just wait. They still doing waist trainers.
0: Still doing waist trainers. Y'all and know then the I feel
1: like everybody got a swim line. Everybody. But, you know, yeah, what are do I Not doing none of those. All right, yeah. so we're going to do something different. Yeah, something different, yeah. I feel like we should pitch Crystal Renee businesses. Y'all call in and write and say, what should she be selling yes. to diversify? I feel Ooh, like you that's... got something dope, though. I feel like yeah. whatever it is. I'm excited. Candles. No. Prayer candles. <laughs> but they smell like feet. <laughs> So then, because 'cause that'll make you want to pray. If you don't, you gotta get your prayer. In, smell like that, Jesus feet. That feet gonna keep burning. Listen, I'm not gonna talk about Jesus feet. I feel like I feel like yeah, you gotta <laughs> you watch. gotta get on prayer. How about that.
0: With her hair dry, with her hair. You Where know they said
1: in the Bible. Uber for dogs. <laughs> Take people, animals. See y'all laughing. I'm I don't even I like dogs like that. I'm going Shark check, You don't get no percentage because you hate okay, no okay. Uber for dogs, when I mean, you got to get let's your dog go and, somewhere. Let's do it. i with take you. Take it to the park and somebody picks them up. Oh, that's actually genius. I'm just saying. I haven't thought it through because. We already got this. What do, they do, when you they get there. do you guys can't take this idea. Let the dog out. We need to figure somebody out. Somebody needs to be there the to get, get the dog. Yeah.
0: I guess the driver could be like. Now,
1: a... there is a thing. I have a friend, has somebody who works <laughs> for my company, and their dog gets picked up for grooming there is a doggy bus okay and they come and pick up your dog you are kidding me i promise you and it's a bus with all <laughs> these dogs in it the way it's been described to me and takes them to the groom and then drops them back off that's pretty um, good the, not a doggy bus. Just saying. <laughs> that's smart though because we don't have time you know anything that helps people with their time that's the that's all right, those are my ideas, is. Chris, that's all I got. I I'm gave gonna, them, I'm I just ga- giving them to you. You are giving to me, I appreciate just, that. Just listen, think about the feet camera See, a lot of people, you know, I they candles like, like, smell like everything. What does that smell? Well, you know what, those are my feet. And so, welcome, <laughs> I, welcome. I got my, my feet scented. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: well, thank you so, so much. This was so awesome, much. come on, thank anytime. Thank you for having absolutely. me. Absolutely. All right, so another thing we do is keep it blank, sweetie. Okay. And for this episode, I'm going to say, okay, we talked about it so much. Um, keep it faithful, sweetie. Mm. I know, like, what I'm going through right now is definitely stretching my face. So keep it faithful, sweetie, is what I would say.
1: Mm. Yeah. I like that. So, my first answer, keep it crusty, probably is not the same energy that you did. So Like I the should, feet. Um, <laughs> feel like yours is more inspirational <laughs> so i'm gonna go all right you know what i'm gonna say i'm gonna say um keep it consistent sweetie mm. that's what i'm gonna say a lot of us have challenged with consistency mm-hmm. right it's not about just being good in some areas and not in others it's not about us being um following through one time You gotta follow through every time keep it consistent that's mm. what i would say yeah. so as you're keeping it positive as you're keeping it Prayerful, mm-hmm. faithful. Faithful. Um, also, keep it consistent. Try to stay consistent. That yes. will bode well for you.
0: I love it. Yeah. I love it. That's good. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Keep It Positive, Sweetie. If you want to write into our Positive Outcomes listener letter, write into Sweetie at gmail.com and that's sweetie with an I-E. You can follow me on Instagram and all the platforms at L-U-V, Crystal Renee. Will, tell them where the people can find you.
1: Uh, usually on the corner of, no. Uh, Will, Willpower Packer at Willpower Packer on all the platforms. There That's we me. go. All right, well Thank you. Anytime, man. Um, I appreciate anytime. it. This is fun. This is yeah.
0: good.